guys, I hope you were in a super good mood today. If it's the first time you're listening, welcome to the Punk Rocket Show. My name is Emily Plamondon. I live in Quebec City in Canada and I'm very happy to be your host. Today is episode 47. My guest is Wes Hoffman. He's a great punk rock musician from St. Louis in the US. We talked about the scene there, about his music projects, his podcast, and about punk rock music in general. He's making a repunkmentation for the band The Chandelier Swing from St. Louis, and you're gonna hear a song from his project too. You'll get some punk rock news, and I want to talk to you about the protests in Canada. Oh. The show is starting now. Let's go. Hello punk humans, salut les punk, I hope you are doing good today. I'm fine, I've been doing lots of great stuff these days, I'm having fun, I just released a cover. It's for the song Libel, Libel. by the excellent band Tilt. If you're a fan of the compilation Survival of the Fattest, you know this song. And it's a cover I made in collaboration with Han from the band 4IM and Tim from Sandplaster. They both are from Belgium and it made me so happy to work with some amazingly talented people in Europe. So if you want to check the song, it's available everywhere. I posted it on Instagram and for the first time of my life, I recorded some piano. And it was a huge challenge for me, but life is about challenges. And if we don't challenge ourselves, we will never do anything and we'll be very bored. <laughs> so I decided to do it and I'm very happy we did it. So if you want to take a look at the video, you can. Also, I'm back in Quebec City after a great week in Wisconsin. Hello, Wisconsin! And I also visited Chicago. It was very relaxing. I needed this vacation. Wow, I had a lot of time to rest. Very relaxing. But what is not that relaxing is that we are having protests here in Quebec City. And I live downtown, so I can definitely hear some truckers' horns from my place. <laughs> But it's definitely not as bad as what they can hear upstairs in the upper city. I don't know how to say that. In French, we say Hauteville, and I am in Basseville. But in English, I always say upstairs, downstairs. <laughs> so I live downstairs, and the protests are upstairs. Guys! 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 I'm usually not really loud about political stuff on the show because I really want to focus on music. Since I'm very young, I've always been overwhelmed by all the pain and suffering in the world and all the bad news. So I just need this show to be a positive moment for everyone because I think we all fucking need this. <laughs> Also, I think that some punk rockers are way better than me to talk about important stuff and help me a lot to educate myself about many topics. But today, I really feel the need to talk to you about what's happening in Canada. So for those who don't know what's happening right now, Canada and the US made an agreement to make the vaccine mandate to truckers who want to cross the two borders. Everyone already has to be vaccinated, but truckers used to have an exception so we could protect our uh, chain supply. Yeah, supply chain. So we can have all the things we need from the US and vice versa. So they now have to be vaccinated and they decided to protest in Ottawa. So the first goal of this protest was about this mandate. And I respect that, to be honest. I think that the 10% of unvaccinated truckers have the right to be mad or to worry about their job. I get it. And people have the right to support them. I have nothing against that. I personally don't think that 10% of unvaccinated truckers are a big threat to public health, to be honest. But... What I don't like about this protest is that it was organized by some dangerous people, some well-documented white supremacist people who said awful things that I just don't want to tell you on this podcast because I'm going to break all my recording stuff because it pisses me off a lot. Those people also spread false information about health, COVID and vaccine. I saw, oh my God, I saw some Confederate flags and some Nazi flags in the Ottawa protest because I watched a lot of TikTok lives, Facebook live, and I'm like, you're kidding me? 
And to be fair, I know that most people there are probably super moderate and we should not put all the emphasis on extreme people there. But I didn't see a lot of people kicking them out or asking them to leave, you know. So that's what makes me angry about the situation. Also, I know that a lot of punk rockers are supporting those protests. Yeah. Because it became a protest about all the COVID restrictions and not only about the truckers' mandate. And like I said, I'm totally fine with people who want to protest about restrictions. And even if I am myself uh, double vaxxed and I also had COVID recently and it was pretty bad, so I know it's a serious illness. I still have some critics about the government and about some restrictions that are sometimes inconsistent. But people who want to be in those protests have to kick out the racist groups, please. We have a racist organization here in Quebec called La Meute, and they said they would be part of the Quebec City protest. And I saw some videos today and some people were like, I'm not racist, but I accept that those people come. Everyone is welcome to this protest. No, just no, I won't tolerate any Nazi flags or racist groups in my city. So far, I haven't seen those flags, though. I have to be fair. Uh, I haven't seen them in the videos I watched. But we have to be very careful about that. So my point is you can be tired of all the restrictions and be vocal about it. That's totally fine. But you can be part of those protests without spreading misinformations, disinformation. And you can also be vocal about not tolerating those racist people in this protest. That's it. Thank you for listening to me. <laughs> I think it's a good timing to listen to the fantastic band The Muslims. Repugmentation. I bought their vinyl while I was in Chicago. So, yeah, I want to play them. Let's listen to their song, Fuck These Fucking Fascists. And after the song, you're going to listen to the interview I made with Wes Hoffman. Fuck these fucking fascists, they can kiss our asses. Fascist, fuck their family and friends if they defend the fucking fascists. They can fuck off till they're dead. I've been watching you roll up to the pillar. You've been blending in with all these other fucking crusty punks. But I see that swastika on your jacket. I ain't out you, buddy. But I'm got to fuck these fucking fascists, fuck their family and friends if they defend the fuck. They can fuck up till they're dead Why try too hard If you're really full of wine Why ask pride Show your colors or your tears Khaki wars Yes we know Fuck these fucking fascists Fuck their family and friends If they defend a fucking fascist They can fuck up till they're dead chance to talk with my friend Wes Hoffman. He's a very talented and nice guy from St. Louis. He's rocking the punk rock scene with his project Wes Hoffman and Friends. And we talked about his story with music and punk rock, the scene in St. Louis, music in general, his podcast and many other things. 
During the interview, you're gonna hear his song Something to Live For and he will also make you a repunkmendation for a band from his local scene called The Chandelier Swing and their song Lachesism. Yes, I finally pronounced it correctly, I think. Just before recording this episode, I, s- <laughs> I sent a voicemail to Wes and I was like, you need to help me out. Do I pronounce this title again? I forgot. Lachesism? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Wes, for your help with English. <laughs> Hi. Hey. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes. Hey, how are you doing? I'm fine. A little tired. It was a big day, but I'm happy. Yeah, me too. Cheers. Oh, what are you drinking? Uh, this is just a, a tiny bit of uh, whiskey. Oh, nice. I have a tea and a soda... Uh, bitter. I'm doing a sober month, so I'm having. Oh, I, nice! I love those bitters. It's like super bitter. <laughs> so it's kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you like like um, IPAs or strong like bitter stuff, it's amazing. Mm. Yeah, I'll have to. It's just called a bitter soda. Yeah, you can mix it with alcohol. Actually, I think it's the first. Um, the first use you can do is is put alcohol in it, but you can also drink in like plain like this and super good. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I want to try that. Yeah, so I'm happy to see you again because last time I was on your podcast. I know, yeah. No, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited about it. Like I'm trying to just get more the word out about my music and I really appreciate the opportunity. Oh my God, it's just so much fun because I love to do this podcast to interview like people in bigger bands because I don't know that much about them but I also think it's so important to talk with uh, DIY bands local artists from all around the world so for me it's just normal and I love I love your music and we I mean we became friends in the last month so it's it's fun to have friends on the podcast too <laughs> yeah absolutely good so first of all for People who, who don't know about you, uh, tell me how you got into punk rock uh, back in the days and and play music. I love the history of people. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, when I was probably about, uh, my mom has was a big music person. Um, she played piano and she taught us all piano. Me and my sisters, when we were growing up, I think we started piano lessons probably when we were about five years old. And um, when I got to be uh, probably about like 10 or 11, I kind of got a little bored of the piano. Um, I didn't really enjoy doing it very much anymore. And uh, I, but my mom had a guitar. And um, so I kind of started messing around with that a little bit. And she had like a little book with chords in it. And I kind of started messing around with that. And when I was about 13, um, so I played for maybe a year or so before I discovered punk rock. And when I was 13, my first uh, band that really, I call it my aha punk rock moment. The moment when you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, uh, that way was when I heard MXPX. I heard their song Teenage Politics on like a sampler CD. And I probably listened to that over a hundred times. I just loved that. Um, you know, I had never heard anything punk rock. I'd never heard anything that fast. I'd never heard anybody's voice like that. I hadn't heard a guitar that sounded like that. And it just was really intriguing to me. And so I kind of dove into the world from, of punk rock from there. And, um, yeah. And I, and I never really looked back since then. <laughs> I wonder what was my haha punk rock moments. Cause I remember being intrigued and interested by Blink-182 of Spring or some mainstream bands, but the haha moment, I think it probably was no effects and no use for a name. Cause my, one of my friends made a compilation CD. He burned me some, <laughs> some, some like various punk rock song and I think it's when I I I think it was Don't Call Me White of No Effects. Don't call me white. Yeah. Because I was yeah. like, okay, this compilation it's like it's more than it's more aggressive I quote unquote aggressive <laughs> compared to like the first bands I I was listening to, like Blink 182, but yeah, so 
I think it's a very interesting. I will use this expression again in interviews. Like, what was your punk rock aha moment? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But MXPX is is a good example too. Yeah. Yeah, they were definitely the gateway for me. And then I found out about a lot of the other bands by I would look through the liner notes in the CDs, and that's how I found out about Face to Face and No Use for a Name and. Um, strung out. Those are all like some of my favorite punk rock bands. So um, yeah, that was kind of how I found out about all of them. And, and then of course discovered like fat records and epitaph and um, Kung Fu records, all those bands, all those labels that were really doing a lot at that time. And how did you adapt your playing? Cause you were playing way before. So did you like change the way you, you play guitar or piano or other instruments? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I was taking lessons at the time. And <laughs> I think I remember I was taking guitar lessons and he was teaching me a lot of uh, like, you know, kind of classic rock and roll yeah. and blues and, and, and uh, little riffs like that, which I, I really enjoy that kind of music. I, I really enjoy, you know, playing like learning those kind of riffs now. But um, I think I brought him a Blink-182 song or an MXPX song. And I said, hey, can you teach me how to play this? <laughs> And he showed me how to play a power chord. And I think that was oh. pretty much at the point where I was like, oh, well, if I know this power chord, I, I can kind of do, <laughs> I can yeah. move this one chord shape anywhere. You can do and, anything. And, you know, make a song. So um, I kind of adapted it from there. And then, uh, I, you know, I guess playing now, I really love um, bands like a Wilhelm Scream and uh, Strung Out and, no trigger i like the bands that kind of have that like almost a little bit of a metal sound to some of but it's kind of poppy and melodic um uh belvedere is another one that i really like they're technical but they're also um they have a lot of melody to it and you can sing along so that's the kind of stuff that i that i i guess influenced me along the way and the, the stuff that i wanted to learn how to yeah. play do you i uh, just I, I changed the topic. You, you're talking about strung out, but did do you like their evolution through the time? Because I think they are their album are like a progression of uh, like metal riffs, like uh, like the from I think for me it was uh, with Exile and Oblivion. I was like, oh, yeah. they just got something new in their music. Like I think it was this metal sound, a little like, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I do like their evolution. I, I have listened to, like, it's hard for me because I, I'll just put them on shuffle on my Spotify. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. like, <laughs> I, I don't know what some, some of the albums, what songs are on some of the albums. Like, I definitely like more of their, like, melodic, poppy, upbeat yeah, me too. stuff. Mm -hmm. than I, yeah, than I do some of the heavier stuff, but... Um, I really liked their their last album that came out uh, maybe two years ago, Songs of Armor and Devotion. Mm -hmm. um, I really, really liked that one a lot. I felt like that that they kind of came back around to... My all-time favorite Strung Out album is Twisted by Design. Yeah, I, me too. It was the first one I got really hooked. Like, yeah. It's true. We yeah. can definitely hear a, a little comeback to that time for Strung Out in yeah. the latest album. Totally. But yeah, that's what I really, I, I really like that. I feel like they kind of came, went back to their roots on that one. And um, uh, I just, I really enjoy, um, I, I, I really enjoy listening to them. And I, they're one of the best, like technical punk bands out there. You know, they're, they're, I feel like they were really one of the first ones that showed that, you know, punk rock a lot of times is like known for not having the best musicianship and not Just being the best chords. guitar player <laughs> or drummer yeah. and i feel like strung up <laughs> well, oh yeah yeah <laughs> they only play power chords I feel like easy that was one of those ones that really came out and said like yeah yeah like you can play more than that you can do more than that with punk rock and it can still sound good yeah so you you, you okay so so you asked your teacher Uh, to play some power chords or some punk rock song. And then uh, when did you start your first band after that? Uh, it was right around that same time. So I was probably 17 when I started my first band. And, and um, you know, probably from the time I was 17 till I was about 24, 25, I played in bands off and on. And then 
I took kind of a little bit of a break. You yeah. know, I, mm-hmm. at that point when I was about 25, I got a full-time job and um, uh. I got, I got married and, and, you know, started a relationship and bought a house and everything. So I kind of stopped playing in bands. You became um, an adult. Was, yeah, I'm an adult now. I don't, I don't have to, I shouldn't be playing in bands. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's not true, but but it happens to a lot of people. You're like, okay, I need to to check my priorities, and now I, it's I think it's it's normal, but inside you maybe it was like burning inside, like oh my god, I need to do something. Yeah, I definitely think so because you know when I started playing again, then uh, five or six years ago, um, so I took about a seven or eight year break, and when I started playing a few years ago all these songs just were like flowing out of me so easily. You know what I mean? It was like, I was just very inspired and ready to start playing again. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And then I guess it's been, it's been four and a half years since I've been doing this project, uh, West Hoffman and friends. Um, who's your friend? It's been been great. Who's your friends in West Hoffman and friends? (laughs) Yeah. So my best friend, um, Uh, two, two, uh, all of the guys in my band are my best friends and I really uh, like appreciate all of them. And, uh, my best friend of 20 years, we used to play in bands together when we were like 18 and 19 years old. And so it was really cool that now we're back after literally after 20 years, uh, playing together again. And then, um, his name is Jacob. We, we, uh, as a nickname, we call him Bay Jock. Ah! <laughs> um, <laughs> cause it's just the letters of his name switched around and then, Um, our drummer has retinue. He was really the one who like um, started it with, with me. He asked me if I wanted to write a song with him and he would record it. And um, so I came over to his house and we recorded a song just in his basement. And, um, you know, ever since then, we've really taken off from there. So, uh, and then Johnny Wayner is our guitar player, our guitarist. Um, and he, he does a great job as well. Um, you know, he's just absolutely killing it on the guitar. And uh, we just met through being mutual friends and, Um, and I also want to just say, like, I call it West Hoffman and Friends because I want to bring in other people to help, like, oh. with the project too. Like, you know, yourself, you know, yeah. Emily, I know you sang, you sang on a song, and um, you know, when I want to have more people be involved in this oh. project and collaborate, yeah, and collaborate with more people. So, you know, it it started out as like my solo project, but now it's become something so much bigger. You know? Yeah. So you're the, I would say, driver of the bus, but a lot of people are invited in the bus. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's the perfect way to put it. <laughs> You're driving the bus, people coming, sometimes are, okay, I <laughs> I get out of the next step, see you soon. <laughs> and then you invite someone else. <laughs> yeah. That's great. <laughs> and, um, oh, but, but by the way, I'm happy you invited me on, on your bus <laughs> for, for a song. Yeah, it was, it was a very fun experience for me to record it. Um, but for, for people who, who don't know your style, and how would you describe it? Because it's pretty unique, but I, we can definitely hear punk rock. We can hear maybe some pop punk. So what, what's your, uh, your genre? Yeah, yeah. So I, I, it's interesting. Like, you know, I feel like we definitely blur the lines between, we kind of live in that space between punk and punk rock. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been a, a really big fan of, of course, MXPX. So I like the yeah. fact yeah, yeah, yeah. punk beat. Um, I, I, I like, uh, you know, kind of, I like uh, catchy melodies and choruses and stuff like that. I really like writing songs that if you heard it one time, it would stick in your head. It's so like you, you got, you got it. Gold achieved. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I really like stuff like that. And, um, I feel like some of the bands like, uh, no use for a name is one that I feel like, you know, we, we maybe have similarities to, and, um, you know, where we use a lot of octave chords in, in our guitar leads and stuff like that and, and almost kind of on some of the songs leading a little emo too so um you know i, I definitely kind of just it's uh it's all of those it's punk pop punk emo kind of all melded into one but i definitely am a big uh with these songs that we're about to release uh, i'm really like focusing on the melody 
And, um, you know, if it's something that I like to sing and that I enjoy singing it and it's stuck in my head, then it's probably going to get stuck in other people's heads too. So I've really focused on that a lot. That's something in my songwriting that I really tried hard to kind of like, okay, how, what's the hook, you know, how can we get people to really, um, you know, if, if somebody comes to my show and they've never heard my mm -hmm. music before, uh, <laughs> would they be able to know the chorus by the end of the song? They will you know? remember. I also feel like you have a special riff. I can't describe, but you use that kind of riff in a lot of songs. And I think it's like maybe your signature or something. You know what I'm talking about? I'm bad with like musical terms, but you know <laughs> what? I, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's probably, you know, like a know certain to tone describe. or something like that to it. Yeah. I do a lot of those, like, um, like little palm muting, like, kind of shreddy riffs, you know? Um, and and th those are kind of my trademarks, I think. Like, yeah, I, I like kind of sprinkling those in a little bit. Yeah, and I agree with, I think you have a very great sense of melodies for sure. You are also, you also have a special melody signature for me when I listen to uh, to the, the recent songs you released in the past year, the last year. Yeah. And what about the lyrics? Thank you, that really means a lot. I'll tr I'm trying to write lyrics these days. It's really hard. I think I suck at this, so I want to have maybe to know more about your writing process about lyrics how do you like how can you make a short songs with a whole idea in your head yeah i mean that's something that i'm always working on too i've never felt like uh i guess i ha it, not until recently i haven't been really confident in my lyrics you know i always want it to be something that's uh that people can relate to and, And that people will listen to it and be like, oh, yeah, you know, I felt this way before, too. So that's something that um, I guess I've really had to work out because it doesn't come natural to me. Uh, so I'll spend, um, I, you know, I, I demo everything out on, on GarageBand and I have a, a studio that I go to and I'll, I'll spend um, a, a really long time listening to the chorus or listening to the verse. And for me, the phrasing comes first. So, you know, like, Oh, you know, with that, with the song for what it's worth, like for what it's worth, da, 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 like, and I'm like, well, what would go well with that? You know, I get the melody and the phrase and the and the rhythm. So you will know approximately yeah. how many words you need to put in this melody you just found, right? Yeah, yeah, that's how it happens for me most of the time. And then I sit down with a pen and paper and kind of. I really do try to, um, with these last few songs that I've been putting out over the last year, I really try to have it come from the heart. You know, what am I going through? What, what message do I want to put out there? Like it really, um, is a form of self-expression for me. Like I want, I want to write music that to get out whatever I'm going through. And, uh, especially over the last year, over the last couple of years, I've just went through a lot of changes in, in my personal life. And so it's kind of music has been there for me to, as an outlet to talk about those things and, and put them out there. So, um, but still it's, it's still hard to get the, the, the right words from your head or your heart, like onto a piece of paper and into a song. Like, so it just, I, I will, I have spent a lot of time working on that. Um, I, I will ad admit that I feel like that's not, that's an area where I'm always trying to improve. But I think you're not the only one. You're not the first one to tell me that. And so I think it might be normal. So I might be normal too. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I was talking about this on the last episode today. Uh, like I tried to write, I have an idea. And then I'm like, there's too much words for this line. I can't do it. <laughs> you know? So I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll do yeah. it again, but I, lo yeah, I kind really of lo lose some nuances, some precisions about my thoughts. So it, it comes out like very simple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And how do you, you know, sometimes the words that you use are really simple, but you want to use something that's a little bit more um, mature or sophisticated than what originally comes out. So how do you kind of twist that around to make it, 
you know, to tell a story and also get up your message across in the song, but not have it sound like, you know, for me, I, like, I don't want it to sound like I'm 17 years old. Like yeah. I want it to sound like <laughs> a person my age is singing it, you know? <laughs> True. That, but also, that's why I love the descendants. Descendants are super, like, their lyrics are kind of almost immature, quote unquote, but like straight to the point. And I kind of like it too, you know? <laughs> yeah, I do too. I do too. I love the descendants. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So, you, in your songs recently, you talked about the changes that happen in your life, some, probably some, a lot of emotions about that. Do you have also some, like political ideas that you will put into your lyrics, not necessarily in a direct way, but it transforms sometimes in a story or something. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in, in one of my songs that is going to be on the EP that's coming out soon, it's called something to remember you by. And, um, you know, you would, you would think that in, in some parts of that and, and some of the parts of that are about relationships, but a big part of that was also about, Um, you know, the second verse of that song was about society and how we're all so disconnected from each other and how I feel, I, you know, I was writing that during the beginning of COVID and how I feel really disconnected from society because we're, we're all alone. We're all, you know, in our houses, we're not allowed to see each other and just kind of wishing that we could put our, our differences aside and, and all kind of come together. And that, that would kind of be more of the direction that I go, um, I would say maybe not so much. Uh, so of, of course I write about personal experiences, but also um, I'm very big on like living in the moment and practicing mindfulness and meditation and self care. So those are some other things that I've really touched on um, with uh, the newer songs that I've been writing that, that won't be out for a while. Um, I've really focused on those and then, um, you know, just kind of, maybe giving people a positive message to, hey, take some time for yourself. Like, try to live in the moment, live for today. Like, you know, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. Tomorrow's not here yet. You know, try to just be the best, live your best life that you can right now.
still some some like you say some positive uh, lyrics in the songs you released also last last year. My my English is not perfect, but I feel like maybe it's the music too that it's like uplifting sometimes, you know. But yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I like I like some of the um I like adding kind of like a more melancholy sound and a darker sound to some stuff, but I also really like the stuff that's kind of upbeat and bright and and poppy and uplifting, you know. Mm. So you're talking about an upcoming EP. Um where are you at about the recording and the writing? Yeah, so everything is recorded, oh. mixed and mastered. Oh. Yeah. So give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. You're I'll ready. Send you, I'll send you the link once it's done. I'll send you uh, the files once it's, uh once we get off here, but uh yeah, uh it's it's going to be out on January 28th. Um So it's coming up here just in a few weeks. Yeah, yeah. So it might, it, I think it might already be out by the time this podcast comes out. Yeah. So. Oh, that's amazing. What a great timing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Probably a week ago <laughs> or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really excited. You know, we've released a, a few of the songs off of that already as singles. But, um, you know, having it kind of all as one piece, I'm really excited for people to hear it kind of as a cohesive piece of music. Um, and then I'm actually writing, so that's on January 28th. And then we've actually already started writing for a full length record. Um, we have three songs already recorded. Yeah. So uh, I'm really excited about that as well. And, um, you know, I've, I've only ever in any of the bands that I've ever been in, I've only done EPs. I've never done a full length record. So. Oh, I, I, I often wonder um, what make uh the decision like how do you decide to do an ep versus a full length is it because like you're impatient you want to release stuff already or like i i know it's different for every band every artist but what's your basic decision based on uh, for that yeah no that's a good question i uh so for this ep you know we uh, we originally went in and uh recorded two songs and then We came back, I guess it was about six, and, and we released those two. And then we came back six months later and recorded three more. And so we kind of were like, at first we were just going to release the first two as singles. And then I thought, well, we might as well make this more, a more cohesive, like five song EP. Um, but I didn't have enough songs yet for a full length album. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, it's a lot easier to write five songs than 10 or 12 songs. So um, I felt like that would kind of give us a little bit of a, Um, it would give people a bite size. Yeah, I like, like that. You know, I mean, we already had a few songs on Spotify, but it gives people a good sample of, hey, here's five songs of what our music sounds like. And then, um, you know, now, and that also gives us more time to then work on writing a full-length album and um, getting that kind of in the works. So uh, I'm really excited about a full-length album, though. I'm, I, it's, I've been, it, I'm always thinking about it and, about different riffs and how the songs are going to sound and how it's going to flow together. Because I feel like a five song EP, it's so easy to see, okay, well this song here's, you know, it's only five songs. So here's how we want the track list to go with 10 songs. It's like, I want it to be, um, you know, I like listening to full length albums. Like uh, I, I like listening to albums from front to back, um, like strung out uh, twisted by design is a perfect example. Like, all the different tracks and how they have them in a sequence True, yeah. makes that. Yeah. Yeah. It makes it for a whole, it makes a really cool whole album. And like the mood of that album and specifically, you know, it starts out with that, like real fast. And, and then the first like three or four songs are really melodic. And then in the middle of the album, they go, they go really heavy and kind of, and kind of dark. And then it, it kind of comes out and, yeah. um, you know, goes melodic again and, and, You know, then they end with one of their best songs, Matchbook. Matchbook. So. <laughs> True. Yeah, but also I think an EP, it's a good way to feel the public reactions quickly. And then you're like, oh, okay, good. So I might stay in that niche or that concept, even if you don't do music for necessarily other people. But if you see that it works and you're like, okay, I had ideas already for our next album so maybe i'm i'm on a good path with this you know so you can quickly have opinions of people 
Yeah, it's definitely a good, it's definitely been a good gauge of that people like these songs. And that's been really, really uh, encouraging. You know, like we put out a, a few of them and, and it's good to get feedback from people and kind of see, oh, well, people really like which ones they like more than the others, you know? And, and again, it's not, you know, I, I want to make the kind of music that I feel like is coming from my heart. But you also, it's also good to know what people like about your music and the things that they're taking away and, and the feedback that they have. And, um, you know, that's something that I have really tried that has been a little difficult with recording a full length is I want all the songs to sound similar, but I don't want them to all sound oh, the same, if yeah. that makes sense. You know, totally. you want them to all kind of evolve a little bit. <laughs> but are you happy so far with the songs, the singles you released already? Do you have oh, like absolutely. A, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm really happy with all of those. And like and, and, and we're definitely gonna keep with the same kind of theme and sound of our music. You know, uh, we're not gonna stray too far from the past, but we also want to evolve just a little bit, you know. I want to talk about your local scene. Um you're in Saint Louis, Saint Louis. Yeah, how Saint is the scene there? Um is there any band I, I probably know about that they comes from there i don't i can't recall a lot right now um, one of the bands. biggest ones yeah yeah one of the biggest ones uh to come from st louis is story of the year oh yeah yeah so they're from here um you know and they they were huge back in the in the, sure. in the day and <laughs> yeah yeah so they're kind of one of the most one of the more notable bands um And, you know, they're, they're awesome. They're, I mean, they're, they're working on a new record now and they're doing a great job. And yeah, the scene here, um, we have a really, we have a lot of cool bands um, right now. And I feel like since, you know, for a long time because of COVID and the pandemic, we weren't able to have shows. And I feel like over the past, um, since we've been having shows again over the past, maybe not even quite a year yet, um, more and more bands are popping up and more people are trying to get out to shows as they can because it was really sad that we weren't able to go to shows for, you know, a year and a half or something like that. So, um, and, and there's definitely seems to be a lot more like unity with uh, the scene here in St. Louis. It seems like there's um, more and more bands are trying to help each other out. And uh, there's just a lot happening right now. So I actually started this Instagram called three, one, four punk. And, um, Yeah, yeah, and I started a podcast to talk to other bands in St. Louis um, about the scene and about what we're doing. So um, I, I'm trying, I'm trying to kind of build it up a little bit more and do my part to kind of unify the scene a little bit. And um, Emily, I, I'd be honest, honestly, uh, your what you said on um, when you were on my podcast, it, it's been a little while now, but was that uh, where you're from in Quebec City that you have a really good scene there and it's like a big family and everybody's really supportive and yeah. you want to help each other out. And that was really inspiring to me. And I was like, you know, I really want that here in St. Louis. Wow. So that was one of the reasons why I started doing that and, um, you know, that's trying incredible. to showcase bands in the scene here in St. Louis. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. I think, I think it's so important that people promote their local scene. I did it for, I, I still do, but like I had, I have this radio show here I've been hosting since 2004. So I spent almost my whole life <laughs> promoting <laughs> local bands. That's why I, I needed, a, I needed a, a new challenge with this podcast because I wanted to talk to other bands and stuff. But I feel like people usually love their local scene. But yeah, they need more medias, more exposure. So good job. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like that's what we needed here in St. Louis is just a little bit more, more visibility about what's happening. You know, there's not a, um, uh, there was no way to find out like what shows are happening tonight in St. Louis or what bands are out there. There's no website or anything to kind of just show here's the different bands. So I started making playlists and posting them on the Instagram page. I started a, a podcast where We talk to bands and get a little bit more background. And we talk about the punk history in St. Louis too, which is, which is really interesting, you know? So, I mean, it's cool because I, um, and, and I really appreciate what you're doing with this podcast too and, and, and helping people out. And, you know, what you said earlier about like talking with bigger bands, like um, I, I recently listened to your one with Scott Shiflett from yes. Face to Face. What a great guy. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. It was so, it, it was so, I love, Face to Face is one of my favorite bands. So I know like, you um, have a, a nice know, shirt. I see you often on pictures with a Face to Face shirt. <laughs> yes, yes, totally. So, like, hearing his backstory, but also hearing some of the people, like, you have photographers on and different people like that. You know, I really appreciate what you're doing. And I think also the, um, some of the, um, places like punk rock radio and, um, you know, uh, some of the other, there's other, uh, outlets in Canada that have played my songs on there. And I really appreciate like everything that, 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 um, I really want to go up there someday and play yes. a show. <laughs> oh my God. You would be so welcome in, uh, in, in my place. Like you could have this, my studio as a guest room and like, We could, I could show you yeah. venues and sure, I could maybe help you book a show here if you want. That would be awesome. Yeah. And I mean, you guys have so many, like there's Thousand Island Records, people of punk rock records, like there's all kinds of cool things happening up there. And I, it's really, I'm always, it's just really inspiring to me. And I kind of wanted to bring some of that energy here to St. Louis as well. Uh, I think it's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me very happy to hear this. <laughs> nice. So, before the interview, I asked you for a repunkmendation of your local scene and you found something amazing. Do you want to present it? And then we're going to... Yeah. What do you have for the listeners? So, this is the Chandelier Swing. And this is a newer band from here in St. Louis. Um, I mean, some of the guys have been in different bands in the scene for several years. I've know I've known a couple of them for a while and uh, but this was like a new band that they wanted to start that kind of um kind of sounds like Rufio or or kind of you know those those pop punk bands from the early 2000s and this song is called Latchicism. Um and this probably I think this came out just like right around Christmas time. So oh, like right in December recent. of 2021. So this is pretty new stuff. Thank you for pronouncing the title for me. <laughs> Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> I was like, la kissism, la chessism. <laughs> I don't know if I pronounced it right, no, but... I trust you better than me. And it's, uh, yeah, you, you, Rufio is a good uh, a good uh, comparison. I think um, I love the skate punk sound too. Very great. Good vocals too. So thanks for the, the discovery. I'm very happy. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, good. Let's listen to the song.
do you have any any other projects besides the the EP that's gonna be that is released gonna be released? Um, yeah, so we have a show on March 5th at Off Broadway here in St. Louis, which is gonna be like our EP release show. Uh, we're we're hoping to have a cassette tape of the EP done by then as well. So if you do want to buy a physical copy, it'll be on cassette because vinyl wow. kind of backed up right now. I so. know. God, don't start me on this topic. But yeah, cassette <laughs> is amazing too. It's a great comeback for this too. Yeah, yeah. So really excited about that. Um, really excited for that show. Um, we have uh, kind of in the works, we've just been talking to a couple other bands about doing some uh, little weekend tours where, you know, maybe we just go out for two or three days uh, with them. So, I, you know, we're really looking forward to playing in other cities and kind of seeing how our music's going to be received there. Oh, good. So it's like I made a comparison about a bus earlier. So now it's going to be an actual <laughs> bus with a lot of friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'll be more like a minivan. But, yeah, you yeah, know. yeah, it's fine. This is this. This is a good fit with the concept too. <laughs> good. Uh, do you, are you planning to do like music videos or something like? Because you're good. Yeah. With well, we've visuals. done we've done several. We've done two music videos uh, for songs that are on this EP, as well as uh, we did like a little mini documentary about our first show in two years. So we might do one more music video for a song on this EP, but. Um, you know, after it's released, but uh, really excited about that. And uh, I'm really just excited to get out on the road. You know, it's it's been hard uh, with COVID kind of spiking again and, and kind of coming through again and, and really shutting things down a little bit. Uh, we don't know, like, you know, I would, I would love to go out for a week-long tour, you know, and, and really go out and, and play some awesome shows on the road. But we're trying to play a little safe and just do like, you know, at the most four days here and there. Um, and I would love to do some festivals this year too. Oui, so, uh, yeah. yeah, we'll see. Good. So I hope you're going to keep me posted about this. Keep I will me for informed. sure. Great. Thank you, Wes. It was amazing. And uh, yeah, so you. can you remind the, the listeners your podcast and like where we can find your songs already? Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, at Wesley Hoffman on Instagram and Twitter. And then um, if you just look up Wes Hoffman on Spotify, um, you can, you'll find my, my music there. And then uh, I'm trying to think of what else. I think that's it. But yeah, thank you so much, Emily. And anytime that we're, if we ever make it, if we ever cross paths in person, I know we've talked a couple times on, on Zoom and we chat on the internet and stuff, but um, you'll definitely have to sing our song together on oui, stage. Yes, it's a goal life. Uh, how do you call that? A uh, bucket list? Yes. <laughs> Music bucket list, <laughs> for sure. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, such a nice conversation. If you want to know more about Wes Hoffman and friends, just check the show notes and you're going to have all the informations. The Punk Rocket Show is sponsored by Epic Merch Store, an amazing website supporting the worldwide punk rock scene where you can find tons of merch for bands like Good Riddance, Dead by Stereo, Much the Same, Poulet, Friends on Rom, Useless ID, Voodoo Glow Skulls, and a lot of smaller bands that you need to discover. They've also recently added some official Tony Slime merch. You can find t-shirts, hoodies, hats, mugs, and kids merch with exclusive designs, all with a flat rate shipping cost, which is very great. So if you're addicted to band merch like I am, go to epicmerchstore.com. I want to take a minute to welcome our new patron, Daryl. He lives in the Boston area and he loves so many bands and artists like Carissa Johnson. I don't know her. I will check her stuff for sure. Ribbleders, Bad Cup, Bad Cup, The Bump Pups, Red City Radio, Strung Out, No FX, Rancid, The Last Gang. By the way, I just bought their new album today. The vinyl. Ooh. He also loves Made of Ace, Venomous Pinks, Blink-182, The Offspring, etc. So welcome, Daryl, and thank you for supporting so many punk rock women. That's great. He also loves to do some woodworking and build great stuff. So welcome to the Patreon, Daryl. 
If you want to subscribe to the Patreon page and support the show financially, you don't have to. I mean, your support is already amazing. But if you want to give some money every month to allow me to uh, keep this podcast running, that's great. And you have access to all my Zoom videos, interview unedited in advance. You also have priority questions for our guests and many other exclusive stuff like newsletters and some videos here and there. So you'll be welcome. And now, it's time for Punk Rock News with Emily Plamondon. You absolutely need to watch the acoustic descendant set they played for Taylor Guitars. It's so good. The guitars sounds awesome. <laughs> so they played three songs. Hope, Like the Way I Know, and Lucky. You can find it on YouTube. Very, very easy to, uh, to find. Wow, Protest the Hero released an instrumental version of their album Palimpsets, and it's only available on Bandcamp. Check this out. I think a lot of bands should do that, right? I would love to hear a Willem Scream instrumental, even if I'm a huge fan of Nuno's voice. I think it would be interesting. What would be the bands you would like to hear an instrumental album? Uh, I think I should start a topic about that. It's great. <laughs> the skate punk band Symphony of Distraction just released a great new album called Horse Shit. You have to listen to it. It is so good. I love the singer's voice. I love the melodies. Everything is really good in this album. I strongly repunkmend it to you. Great news for the Slackers. They're going to release an album called Don't Let the Sunlight Fools Ya on Pirates Press on April 1st. And it's been a while since they released their last album. I think it was like six or seven years. So yeah, it's about time, guys. Useless ID announced they will re-release their demo tape with the original tracklist on cassette. So I think it's a great news for collectors. The Linda Lindas announced a debut full-length album called Growing Up. And it's going to be available on April 8th on Epitaph. Ooh, Dashboard Confessional released a new single called Burning Heart and a music video for this song. This song will be on their new album, All the Truth That I Can Tell, out on February 25th on Hidden Note Records. They're still so good. Oh, I think after recording this episode, I will try to play Vindicated on piano and vocal. I need to express some emotions. The band Circa Survive just released a new EP. The title is A Dream About Death. And it's available since February 4th on Rise Records. There is also a new music video for their single Electric Moose. That's it for today, Punk Rockers. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to my team, Scott Alquist, for the edit and co-producing. Caroline Morin for the visual of the show. Thank you also to our sponsor, EpicMerchStore.com. Check their website to find great merch. If you want to support the show, you can subscribe to your favorite platform. You can share it to your punk rock friends. You can also share it to your social medias. That's really, really helpful for me. You can also rate five stars on iTunes and now on Spotify. I would like to announce you what we're gonna have on the next episode, but I don't know yet, so it's gonna be a surprise. Until then, <laughs> punk your life and see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>